Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We are alive, season six, episode seven. It is the first week of December, twenty twenty-two, and we are going to talk about a lot of things today. Red it, Lake. It's an aw- going to be a great show. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we're going to be talking about Red Lake, Malak, yes, and yes. the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. Yes, and fishing and fishing, real fishing, live, fishing. real live fish. Yes, fish fishes. All right, Jay, we got to the the beer really quick. So what what are you drinking tonight? Oh, good, good. So I've had this before on the show, but I decided to bring it back. So this is the original Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. Nature's Choice. so small print. Nature's Choices products provide its prized flavor. So why, why I decided to buy these is they have this neat artwork now on all the cans. Jeff, have you seen this? Ooh, wow. Look at it's like yeah. well, it's a little blurry because you're blurred, but oh there we go. It looks like artwork. a guy kind of art. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's got like a skull looking dude in a suit. And they have like the names. This one was created by Tommy Tarv Tarvani. Oh, cool. And uh yeah, and they're pounders, so you know, I don't run out that way. But here we go. Aha. Oh yeah, can't go around with a little PBR. The fact that it's has the artwork make it taste better? It does. Yeah, it tastes more. So fulfilling. it's different. Like this is the artwork version of PBR. I feel. Yeah. Well, I I feel more sophisticated. Oh, I see. Dude, a little more urban hipster. A little more urban. Well, you know. So, and I don't know if this would be urban hipster or not. I'm trying to remember the name. Of, I actually had some wine today, too, because I cooked with it. So then I had to try it out. Oh, I was trying to think the name of it. it's. I think it's Snoop Dogg's wine. Snoop Dogg you know, he was wine? In, you know he's into wine? I didn't know I think that. It, I think it was. I, I better double check because I've said it on the show. Yeah, 19 Crimes is the name of the, is nice. name of the wine. And it's it's really good wine, actually, mm. for for what it costs and what it is. So I think, you know, maybe that's the Martha Stewart influence. I have no idea. But, yeah, he has his own wine label. Cool. It's a California wine. Just so you know, because there's pounders and because how many did you buy a case, a 12-pack, how big of I just bought a six pack. Okay, so that doesn't mean you can for the next six episodes have PBR. You're gonna to have to mix it up. Mix mix PBR with something like what tomato juice? No, no, I mean oh. a different beer. <laughs> I've never tried that. My wife drinks that, and my uh, mother in law. Yeah, clamato, and they put clam juice in it. You ever had one of those? No, no, me neither. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. It's a thing, though. You can buy them. I like my beer as beer, I guess. Yeah, so, so speaking of your, what kind of carpet beer did you oh, get? Oh, there's no carpet beer today. I have a good one. Nice. Good, glad to see you're moving off. So it's from Minnesota. We're in Minnesota right now. And it is, I suppose, technically craft beer, but it's not like these new hipster craft beers or even like the new ones like your PBR. This is a August Shell Brewery beer, which was started in okay. 1860, which... I believe is one of the oldest breweries. Around. That is old. Eighteen yeah. sixties. That's back there a ways. Yeah. So it's from New Orleans, Minnesota. And it's a Shell's Cream Ale. It's a really good 
beer. I really enjoy it. I think I may have had it on here before, but you like those cream ales, but it's different. So there's a there's a um, it's not Two Harbors Cream Ale. What's the one up in Two Harbors? The brewery, Castle Danger. Castle Danger. There you go. So Castle Danger has a cream ale, but it's it's a little thicker is the best way I would describe it. So this okay. is a cream ale, and the one thing I like about shell beer is it's a little lighter, right? So it's a f- good, flavorful beer, but it doesn't mm-hmm. come with that super heaviness that sometimes you can get. And so I, I really enjoy these, and I enjoy this cream ale. It's cool. very distinct from the t- Castle Danger cream ale, so I would recommend it. Yes, very good. Yum. <laughs> oh, good. Now that, we've got, now that we've got that settled. All right. Patrons, Jason. Patrons. We have a patron update. Yes. Yes, we do. A good one, too. So we have a new patron. Is that what was that our update? Yes, we have a new patron. Yep. And um, he is MR1. Juan, yes. Right? Is that what I'm pronouncing Juan, it? Juan, yes. yes. We're it's told it's Czech. Czech. Czechoslovakian, yes. yeah. Czech name. Juan, yes. So that's cool. So we want to really thank him for um, for becoming a patron and supporting the show. It's awesome. And along with his new patronage, he also had kind of a, a good gear review here about the Eskimo flip-over mesh seats. Yeah, he didn't like uh, them. He said they're terrible. Really? The Otter Pro seats are way better. He got rid of his house. Um, he got he had an Otter Cottage XT Pro, which is like a one-man, a nice a mm-hmm. hefty one-man. You know, and I find that, I mean, I'm not going to argue with him because obviously it, he, I've never sat in an Eskimo one. I know I've sat in other mesh seats and liked them, so that surprises me. So that's good to know because I would have assumed they were comfortable. So I guess if anyone else has some experience in that way, maybe shoot us, drop us a line and, and let us know. He said he's 6'2", so you know, it's yeah. possible. You know, I'm not 6'2", but I'm not a small person either. It's possible that maybe they work better for smaller people. I don't know. Or I've, I've been in a lot of things where if you sit in it for five minutes, it's super awesome. But True. If, if you go in there for four hours or two hours when you're fishing, it might not be so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How tall are you, Jeff? Six feet. Have you measured yourself lately? Yeah. You know, yeah. people shrink. I know. No, I'm still six feet tall. Okay. All right. Good. Good for you. Yeah. Because you're what? Okay. Six one, Jay? Well, yeah, I used to be closer to six two, but I've been shrinking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So maybe I was a little over six feet tall, and now I'm just six feet tall. But I'm yeah. just right there. So I know. Well, I'm still taller than you, so I don't. I'm questioning your six foot six foot mark at this point. Yeah, you're six one. I'm six foot. We're Might good. be more five eleven. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Depends on what shoes I you mean, got your lift shoes on. I guess we'll have to have a measure off. Yes. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. All right. All right. So where, where are we headed now? What do we got next? What's next? Person right in here, Michael Meyer, who also a patron who wanted to talk about fast snaps, and he doesn't like them. He does not like and them. I kind of like them. He thought he lost a fish. I could see that. Like I suppose like anything, it's not enough test or not strong enough. It would bend. Maybe. I don't know, but I, I I would be hesitant if it's going to cause me to lose a fish. I've used them. I mean, I've lost fish to knots before, uh-huh. bad tying knots. I mean, I've lost fish for many reasons. I, I 
I just had an experience with this this weekend and why I still will continue to use fast snaps while I okay. think Michael can continue to not to. That's totally fine. The ability to switch lures quickly when it's cold. And now that I'm maybe not as young as I am and it's harder to tie knots <laughs> with line that's hard to see and those kinds of things. Um, you, have, you, you haven't seen my solution to that yet. No, I have not. It's the most ridiculous thing. I think Matt might have taken a picture of me. What do you got? Like jeweler's glasses on the end of your nose or something? I might have. To, I might have to out myself the next time. So no. So there is a there is a store in Chicago that when just one in store Chicago, in Chicago. There's just one, but this one's like um, it's it's like a it's the craziest store you ever saw. It's like how oh, something scientific. Anyway, it's just like a whole store full of crazy stuff. And in that store, they had a clip-on pair of mic. Um, like the the magnifying glasses, readers, right? Readers, but but they're huge clip-on. Pe- they're like the sa- size of my glasses are bigger, and they clip on like clip-on sunglasses. Okay, and I kid you not. So I've stuffed them in the side pouch of my hummingbird case, and when I need to tie a knot, I pull them out and I slip them babies on, and I can see like I'm twelve. Wow, yeah, they're great. So I'm both, thinking I look I look ridiculous, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> Form over function dumb. is what you're saying, or function over form. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't take them out, you know, on a date, but sure, to read the menu. That. I wouldn't, like, flip them out to read the menu. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just pick a number. You can get by with it at a restaurant. I'll have a number four. You don't even have to. As long as you see numbers, you can just pick one. I'm picturing, um, you know, in Star Wars, have you ever seen Star yeah. Wars? Where yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yes. The, uh, it's one of the newer ones. Um they fly into this like casino kind of place and there's this, I don't know, some kind of woman alien. I don't know how to describe her, but she has these giant glasses that go over her eyes so she can see and they're huge. That's what I'm imagining. It's kind of like that probably. Except a lot. But it works. It absolutely works. I'm telling you, I'll, I'll try to get a picture and we'll have to put it on me tying a knot with these crazy looking things on, but man, it, it, Hey, if it, if it works, it works. So, so I probably will need that anyways, but I'm going to say that I still going to use snap, fast snaps. I used them this weekend and I flipped off a lure and flipped one on and then I didn't have to retie and it's quite quicker, right? It gives you more options to be faster at different presentations. Okay. And also right, we're come- friction from you going, oh, I really want to try a new lure, but I don't really want to tie one on because that's going to take time. This like makes that faster. Okay. We're going to come back. Remind me to come back to that when you give your fishing report. Show business. The best place to interact with us is on social media, is on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on TikTok. We've got a couple TikToks out there. You can find us on our website, hardwatershow.com. We are on YouTube. You can find us there. Just search for us or at hardwatershow is our handle. You can email us at hardwatershow at gmail.com. And we also have Linktree, so HWFS is our Linktree address. Yeah. And this time of year, what really I'd love to get is more. We need more fishing reports. I think we need more fishing reports, Jeff. People should email us those. They should say what part of the world you're fishing in, and what you caught, and yep. what you what you were using to catch said fish. So I'd love to read those, and we'll we'll post them as we get them, or we'll talk about them on the show if we get them. So if we're just going off our own fishing reports, quite frankly, it's I don't know that we're motivating people to catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> Although 
I will say, Jason, that <laughs> we might not be motivating people, and I'm not going to say there aren't people out there that can go out there and catch lots of fish every time they fish, but I actually think a lot of our experiences are more realistic, right? Setting expectations. Don't Most people don't go out there and get a limit every time they fish. No, unless it's one. Yes, unless it's one. <laughs> I don't know. I was on Malax. It was even one. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Sometimes even that's a struggle. Well, and walleyes are a thing. You know, those are, I think both of us tend to, to really target walleyes. And, and some days, man, they're just, they're not having it. But we're going to keep trying anyway. We will. And enjoying it. So, do we have any fact checks? Well, I guess technically the um, Mr. Wanis gave us a fact check on the <laughs> fact that we said his name wrong or first time. And yep. also about that. So we'll correct that. Yes. And that's the only but thing this, I know. The C, did he get that in in time, though? Y- yeah. Ooh, he, it was a couple of shows yeah. ago. So it was a little Yeah. No. Uh-uh, it, was, it was out of date. <laughs> you got to be on the deal for this. I mean, we'll put an asterisk by it. But really, the information asterisk. still stands. Yes. Unfortunately, including the pronunciation of his name. Yes. Well, <laughs> we still said it wrong, whether it's fact check. I know. Or not. I know. I know. I hate doing that. All right, so we All have right. no real fact checks this time, but not nothing that no nothing, not really. So we have some questions. Yeah, questions. Yeah, listener news because we put our listeners first or second or third, somewhere <laughs> somewhere at the front end. It's at the front end of the show. This was a good question from from David K. Is there a way to know if a body of water is spring fed? I haven't seen a notation on the Wisconsin DNR site when I'm searching new waters. Did I pronounce Wisconsin right? From Wisconsin? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I'm from Minnesota. I'm not sure. I'm, how do you I, pronounce I am it? not qualified do you, do you to do say a, Wisconsin. Do you do a high Wisconsin? I just say Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Okay. Anyway. I, I, but um, I'm not qualified. I'm from Minnesota. How can I? We need a Wisconsin listener to call in and weigh in Tell on how exactly you say Wisconsin. exactly how to pronounce Wisconsin. Yes. All right. So he has a really good question. So how do, how do you know if a body of water spring fed? And um, so I, after we got this question, I was kind of pondering that. Um, so if it's a well-known lake, you know, obviously then you can talk to the bait shop or something like that. So I thought, well, how else would you know? And then I got to thinking, well, one way to know maybe is if there's an inlet or an outlet. Now, that doesn't mean there might not also be springs on the lake. But if there's no inlet, no outlet, and the, the lake maintains, or maybe there's just an outlet and no inlet, water's got to come from somewhere. There's probably a spring. But I also know bigger lakes that, that have springs that, you know, there's also rivers coming in and out. So, But a small one, if you're dealing with a small uh, small body of water, you know, four, three, four hundred acres. That's maybe one way to know. What do you think on that? Is that a? It's a hypothesis. So I would say if you're in Wisconsin, the probability is higher that there is water flowage of some level. It seems, seems to be a lot of flowage up there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I would say bait shops talk to people. I mean, I know lakes around me that are kind of known for being spring fed and you have to be careful where even if it's later ice you better know where you're going yeah so this comes back to the caution i think when you're fishing a new body of water for you and you're not following a bunch of paths of people you know and you're going off kind of into the unknown 
spud bar or ice chisel, yes. whatever you want to call it. I'll call it a spud bar. But you want to check, you want to just bring that thing and just whack the ice in front of you as you walk, maybe drill a hole. I mean, because if you're unfamiliar with the ice, you don't know what you got. And, and I don't I mean, know if, do you think this is fully about safety or is it maybe about, is it better to fish by a spring? No, his his question was about safety, okay. I thought, because he walked and it's, he had told, if you remember the email, it was like feeling spongy underneath him a little bit. Yeah. And so he backtracked. And and so it reminds me of that hard water or one of our hard water trips where we went to that spring hole lake and found out that it was spring fed. Yes. And we, it wasn't froze over. And it was like February. Yeah. And the lake was open. This little little pond or whatever, it was open yet because of the spring. Oh, yeah. So, was that the one where we went into the middle of the woods and like, yeah. somebody buried their snowmobile up a hill? Yeah. Yeah. Was that that, that whole... No, no, that wasn't me yeah. that time. <laughs> no, but that, that, that was the whole debacle year. Some people would argue that some moving water is good for the fish, right? To keep it oxygenated and fish like that sometimes. But be careful. And there's spring, you know, there's springs in a lot of these lakes. So yeah, it's you definitely want or current. You know, there's sometimes some current that's flowing through some lakes, and so there again, if you're not familiar with the lake and you're not seeing footprints and foot tracks, you know, when ice should be good, I would just be cautious and, and make sure you have your picks and make sure you have your ice chisel and spud bar or whatever you're using, whatever you call it. Yep. And work your way out. That's the best advice I got. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, maybe an expert at the assessments of lakes would know more, but I, I haven't seen anything. Sometimes a map will say spring, though, on it. Have you seen it a will. map? Sometimes, yeah, I've seen some of those. But, you know, to translate that, like, you know, so you're looking at that, unless you have it on a GPS, and even then, to translate that into something I'm going to gonna trust, to say, right. yes, right here it is, because how far out or, right. you know, from that area um i don't know be careful so so the real answer the short answer is there isn't a good way so check and be careful check no. yeah if you don't know check better than going swimming next jake r that's a nice fish it is a nice fish send a brown trout 28.5 inches about 13 pounds holy cow and you know what's really cool about this one what's that he caught it on four pound test ultralight stuff fishing for perch yeah now my only question is why would you fish for perch if that thing lives in the lake you're fishing <laughs> in <laughs> well you know sometimes you fish for whatever you're fishing for that day i know well yeah i suppose i'd be fishing for that thing holy cow that's a big fish we gonna be gonna throw that one up on the yeah internets jeff for sure yeah those trout we're, we're gonna have to we're going to have to maybe combine forces with Olson and go trout fishing. I'm sure we could get him on board. I suspect it might involve like Utah or Wyoming in elevation or something. But Gas up the, the Yukon and roll, man. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's listener news. But we can move on to fishing report now, Jay. I'm excited. So can I go first? Can I go first? Of course. Let's, yes. let's talk about. Yes. What lake are you talking about, Jay? Well, I'll get to that. Okay. All right. So let's I'll hear get to your that. fishing so, report. So as I think people knew, I was going to head to Minnesota for the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. And we kind of alluded to a little foreshadowing that I might not end up there. Um, my younger brother, whose house I was going to stay at, had 
posed a question of, hey, we should go to Red Lake. And I think he was maybe kidding, but you shouldn't <laughs> say stuff like that to me. Because then I set in motion all sorts of plans to do so. And so that's what I did. I got to go to Red Lake. And so I left Iowa at, at uh, 6 o'clock Friday night, got to Little Bros there in, in the St. Paul, Minneapolis area, stayed at his house. We left at, got up at 3 o'clock Saturday morning. It's like deer and hunting. We, it's like deer know, hunting. It was, it was. We were both very tired, but we pushed forward, and we were on the road by uh, quarter to four-ish, and we drove to Red Lake, and we almost ran out of gas, too. It, we we put, he has a GMC Sierra with the 6.2, yep. and it was getting very, very bad gas mileage. It was like super windy that morning and super cold. We were pulling a snowmobile trailer. He was getting like six and a half. Seven miles to the gallon. And, th- and there's not a lot up there, right? Is that the problem? Is that like... Well, so we left his house and anyway, so... Was it full? This, Did he fill the there, tank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But okay. there's a stretch of road where it's like, there's like 65 miles with no gas station. Okay. And he was like just under half. And I'm like, oh, I know there's one more gas station up the road. Well, that one was closed. So then... <laughs> We so anyway we made it to the next gas station, but we had to, like literally we slowed down to forty mile an hour. <laughs> he just kept going slower. He's trying to keep the the gauge thing. Um, oh, was that like, like economy the, thing? The instant read in yeah. above twelve because we're doing the. I'm googling how many gas, how many miles, you know, how many gallons of gas in this truck. Twenty four is the answer. We he put in like twenty three point seven five gallons of gas. Wow. In the truck. We even went so far as we folded the mirrors in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, we were getting it. We were streamlining as much as possible. But anyway, that's not why. I, that's not so the he doesn't have, that. Those trucks don't have a bigger gas tank than that? No, it only has a 24-gallon tank. Really? With that? Oh, yeah. Wow. I never would have guessed yeah, that. Yeah, so when, you're, when you, you're driving, you know, yeah. you're moving with a snowmobile trailer with a in extreme cold. It was three degrees out. Yeah. With a twenty mile an hour wind, it eats gas like bad. Wow. So yeah, reminiscent of the old expedition Oli used to have. And and those things take premium too, right? No, it does not take premium. Oh, I thought the six two had to have premium. No. Oh, okay. It does not. Well, he doesn't put premium in it if it needs it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't. I because I paid gas one way. So yeah. Anyway, so we got to Red Lake. I would say we were unloaded and fishing just bef- af- right around 10.30. So we got unloaded and up there about 10.30. Nice. We went out of Big Bog or something. State, State Park? Park. State Park. Area. Okay. Yeah. We actually got a park. We got a spot to park at the public access, believe it or not. Wow. We didn't, pay a, we didn't have to pay a road fee. We just had to buy a, <laughs> we had to buy a park permit, but... So I think it was a wash. But anyway, we went out of there, and we hooked up with uh, Kathy and Sean. Because they were out there. They were, yep, Oli and, and his wife. And uh, they were already out. And we had, I mean, it was seven, eight inches of ice. Sure. But a mile out the lake from us was actually open water yet. So she wasn't completely locked. We caught some walleyes. Sweet. Sweet. Nothing big. Nothing okay. big. So, so explain um, to me what nothing big means. Mm, biggest was probably 15. Okay. So nice. A 15-inch walleye, though, is a good one yeah, to take yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we took we took home a limit okay. to eat. Just three, right? And three on that list. Just three. Yeah, three. Yep, three. 
but we, you know, we just, we caught a lot of littles and, and, and I wouldn't even say a lot. Actually fishing was kind of tough Okay, where we were. And, and part of the tough thing was it was, it was super windy and super cold. So, you know, you couldn't fish outside because everything would ice up on you. Sure. And moving was difficult because it was, you remember how in the last show we talked about, we should move every 30 minutes. Yes. We did not. Yeah, I still think your experience is very much the same. Yes, when it's 30 degrees outside, you can move a lot. But when I it's think it's below- the house. So Matt has this Fraybill sidestep. Sure. And when it's set up, it's comfortable. But it is a pain in the wind to set up. Yeah, I've done that. And so my fishing style, like when I fish around here by myself or with a friend, I'm used to my little clam that I just flip back and flip forward. The setup time on the house really is the time it takes me to walk to a new spot, drill two holes, flip the thing down, set my heater down, set my flasher down, and I'm fishing. This thing was like eight minutes, ten minutes every time, you know, and I'm standing outside and holding the thing so it doesn't collapse on his head. And um, Yeah, that front anyway. bar is, is a pain. There's the front, that front bar. Because it, it like has to tip up because it's a side step, so you have to like... Yeah. You have to pull it from the bottom and extend it. And the wind's yep. pushing against you. Yes. And I've done it by myself, and it's almost impossible. So, yeah, yeah it's hard. The other deal is it that house has been through it. I don't know if it got fell off a truck and run over, <laughs> but nothing straight. The skirting's <laughs> all ripped off the bottom, and so it's just a disaster. But not complaining. Because you brought fished. his house, and I fished, and he brought his house and his sleds. And so we, we didn't have to walk. Now, why didn't you bring your new one-man sled? Um, because I took the car up from Iowa. Okay. It won't fit in the car. Hmm. The gotcha. tub's too deep. Because to you, fit in you my, could have I, been a little more port, maybe even smallerly portable with that, right? Yeah, because I could have I could have moved around a little bit, you know, spot on the spot stuff yes. with that. Um, but yeah, I was I, you know, we, we went up Saturday. We stayed overnight Saturday night and drove home Sunday. So literally, we fished, you know. Um, maybe 10 hours. So it, it would just wasn't, it wasn't. So the, the conditions limited your, your mobility, basic. It did. It did. So what we were fishing with minnows, uh, just to go back to what we were using, I caught mine on um, buckshot. Okay. Uh, glow um, perch red, or what kind? Red. A red, red buckshot. Okay. Like a, what are they, glow red or whatever, but yeah, yep. red. And Matt, that's what Matt caught his on as well. So, did now you're limited because you couldn't go so far. You did have snowmobiles, so you were somewhat portable, though. We were, but you know, with glare, it was glare ice for the most part, with a little bit of snow. You know, and the ice was cracking, and <laughs> you know, it was super windy, so we were a little tentative. Yeah. About because the, you had a lot of wind pushing on that ice yet, and there was cracks, and, and it's not locked up. It's not completely locked up. So the guys that stayed at the campground next to us went further. They went almost all the way up to the open water, and they hammered them. I've read a little bit about some people. I saw some Facebook posts. Some of the resorts would be like, "We stake out where you should go on purpose," and people are pushing that. And we understand why, but please, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Be really cautious, right? You know, and that that's probably the other thing is we since we didn't go out of a resort, we were kind of on our own to know how the ice, you know, how it looked. And you know how it is, like when there's no snow cover, you get these spots that were perfectly 
like smooth and you're like, huh, I wonder how thick the ice is there. Even though that's the best ice, your brain plays tricks on you. Yeah, your brain's like, I don't know if I want to drive over there. (laughs) You know, um, I'm gonna step on the snow that actually might have thinner ice, but that makes me feel better because I can't. I know it does. I do the same thing. It's it's not the right answer. We we had a couple on dead sticks too. It seemed like dead sticks were not a bad thing, but it was great being out. It was just great sitting there and jigging and talking to my my little brother and swapping stories. And it's not always about getting your limit or the biggest fish. I mean, you spent some time with your brother. You know, it was a great time. And yes, you didn't like create the next video for walleye fishing on Red Lake, but you still had a good day. No, there's plenty of people that do that professionally. You don't need me to do it. You know, and then there's that. So I'll tell you what, though, about halfway through the day um, in the in the evening there, I, I, you know, I was checking Facebook a little bit to see what people were catching them on or what was going on. And, you know, they were catching them, of course, at one of the resorts. You know, there was a lot of reports. Of course, it was on the other, as far away from us as you could get, damn near. You know, and finally, I'm like, I just paused the the whole feed because it it was bugging me, and I'm like, I'm just gonna turn that off and just fish yes. where I'm at, not worry yep. about it. Um, you know, if you think about it, there was probably a couple thousand people up there. Oh, I think least. that's a very conservative you know? estimate. <laughs> and so you get twenty that post on Facebook on a Facebook group with all their catch and all their stuff and. And then pretty soon you start feeling like, God, I just suck. And maybe I do. It's very possible. But I think for us, we just weren't in the right spot at the right time because Kathy and, and uh, Oli were struggling too. And, and you know, they know what they're doing. Sure. They they fished a ton and they fished Red Lake a ton. And Matt and I, for the most part, if there's fish in the area, we're probably going to figure out how to catch them. Right. Um, we just weren't marking. Pretty much everything that came through, we caught. So well, and that lake is a challenge of people who don't know that lake. It's pretty featureless. You, you're not going to be. Let's go to that hump. It's like we can no fish hump. this spot or that spot, and there's really not a big difference between one spot and the next. And there probably is, but it's so subtle that unless you know the bottom, you know maybe bottom composition changes. But it wasn't something we could scout. And that's the second time I fished Red Lake in my life so would you go back this time of year when nothing else is that time of year when nothing else is open yes if there's other things available no because it's so cotton picking far yeah it's insane how far that is from my house and it was really probably your only option for a a big fishery like that a big walleye yeah because like the woods wasn't frozen up yet and that's further north yeah it wasn't I was going to look up how many miles this place is from my but house. Malax, there was a few people fishing on Malax, but for for the most part, it wasn't open. Yeah, I'm 500 miles from Red Lake. I'm closer so than it, you and I didn't go. So <laughs> it was an aggressive weekend poke after work and back to work on Monday. <laughs> so was there anything like surprising? Did you learn anything from while you were there that you're like, oh, I should remember to tell people about this i think it's man it's again it's managing expectations you know i mean so i wish we would had done a lot better i wish we had caught bigger fish and more of them but on the end of the day we went up went to a lake i fished twice the second time i fished it in 20 years and we caught walleyes you know so really a good trip i mean i can go to some lakes and not catch walleyes and fish it 10 times i know i know so no we had a good time people can too that's not just a me thing yeah i i know (laughs) Yeah, no, I 
um, any nuggets of wisdom? Um, I did, you know, so that my, I have a, I'm trying to think what my coat is. Isn't that a striker coat that I bought? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. My, my ice, my coat. It was not, it was super windy and it was letting wind through. Ooh, I've been there before. That's not good. So I was disappointed in that. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised because my car, you know, like compared to my, my standard Carhartt, which isn't windproof. I mean, Carhartts <clears throat> are not windproof like that. They're more so than the Striker was. Hmm. Yeah. So that was interesting. The bibs, though, because you have Bib, bibs are bibs. awesome. Bibs okay. are good. Yeah, the bibs are good. So if you were gonna do it, you would go get a clam jacket again. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And what level? Do you remember what level? I know there's different. Like I got the cheapest one. Okay, so it's the, the cheap. You know, in their defense, I bought. Yeah, I think I paid a hundred bucks for it. But that was on sale, like clear. That was on sale. Yeah, it was a clearance was a hundred dollars. So yeah, it's it's still their lowest. It's probably the still a three hundred dollar jacket. No, retail two hundred. Okay. Yeah, I think it's two hundred. But for two hundred bucks, it shouldn't let wind come through and get you. <laughs> but from a fishing perspective, it was just great being out. Yeah, I was just reveling in the fact that I was fishing and not working, or working on my house. I know, I know the feeling like I, I mean i was out there this weekend yeah, yeah so let's talk about you yeah tell, right. tell me your story so i had a really good time so we just went out for saturday for the day i have some things going on at home that doesn't really allow me to go for a whole weekend but i'm only an hour and a half from Malax, really an hour from Malax. so i decided we're going to get up well early we got there about noon <laughs> i did not get up early like you did i got up at 7 a.m but one of the hard things, and maybe you ran into this too, Jay, was the first time you go out for the year, everything's scattered to the winds. I mean, it took me, I got up at seven. It took me way longer than it should to get my gear together because your stuff's in the attic, stuff's everywhere. Right? Yeah. So it took me yeah. way longer to get organized. And I wasn't even really organized, but I was closer to organized. And my goal was actually to go to another lake or another, another, same lake, but on the bottom, because the bottom of Mille Lacs is an hour from my house. The top of the Mille Lacs is an hour and a half. And that's, I usually sure. fish on the north side because that's where the Red Door is and that's where my ice shack is and that's just usually where I go. I'm like, well, we're doing a day shot. I'm going to go on the south end. KJ's is a resort down there. And I was going to go there. It's in a bay. It's an Isle Bay. It's really south. I've never been there before. So we went up there and there was maybe like one or two shacks in the ice and I couldn't figure out how it worked <laughs> I don't know. It's like i went there there's a park with you know kind of like the red door it's different but and i'm looking for like the office or the main place sure a place to see, check in and pay i didn't money. see anything i saw nothing i saw a small walkway and a couple cars parked on the side of the road and i'm like hmm i don't know I, it just didn't look like a place i could go the other thing and you'll see this later on the ice formation on Mille Lacs is crazy weird this year. It was real. Those pictures were nuts. So, so anyways, we ended up going to the Red Door because, yes, it's another half an hour, but I know it. I know the people there. I already have paid for my pass for the year. I can just go up to the Red Door. So we drove another half an hour and went to the top of the lake. And we get to the lake, and for the first 50 feet from shore, it is broken up ice. Oh, no. And when I say broken up ice, I mean, it is four to six feet tall of ice. 
Holy cow. Because we've had so much wind. So imagine it must have frozen, and it must have been about two or three inches thick, I would say. And then the wind must have pushed the whole thing, and it just piled up. We drove by. My son went with me, and he's like, we watched this guy from a public access walk over this. I don't know how you get your gear over this. It was, it was, it wasn't ten feet. It was fifty feet of broken up ice. I mean, ankle breaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, thank you. So we went to Red Door, and luckily Red Door had carved a path. How I have no clue, but they have built a path through the chaos, and you were able to get in the ice with a flat spot. Wow. So, thus, it's nice. It was a sight to see. Noah thought it was the coolest thing you've ever seen in his life. He was climbing on Very it, cool. breaking on it. You know, it was it was it was a sight to see. And I'm not lying when it was six feet tall. It's crazy. So we got up there. We went out just first break. They only let the walk. They only let people walk out right now. There was a couple snowmobiles from close by people. As far as I know, Malax was locked up, but we were in probably six inches of solid ice. I would say. Yeah, that's good. You know, everywhere I went, there seemed like plenty of six-inch ice. Still not to the point where you're like, to your, you know, you're just like, ooh, there's some clear ice. Let's walk around it. Or, you know, there's a couple cracks you can see that it had frozen over, and you're like, you kind of gingerly walk over those. The ice was generally pretty good. I did bring our yak tracks. I don't know what the yeah. ice Yeah, cleats. I use them. Yep. Those saved my butt because it was slick enough out there. And yep. I've fallen too many times, so I was glad I got those. Mo and I both, Mo and I both had those on, and that was important. So we got out there, and we it was a beautiful day. It was like thirty mid thirties, still wow. cool. But that was just this past weekend, right? Yeah, this is just week. a Saturday. Yeah, just yeah this yesterday. Saturday, yesterday, yesterday was yeah. It's real balmy out here. We're losing all the ice we gained. The nice thing was I didn't set up the shack. A lot of people had their shack set up, but you know I don't think the walleye fishing has been so great that I know where to set my shack up. I have a sure. hundred points marked out there that I've caught fish in, but doesn't mean you're going to catch fish today. Yep. I know some structure that I usually fish and everybody else knows that structure. There's shacks sitting right on top of it. Mm-hmm. My thought was shallow. Everything I hear is early ice, go shallow, go shallow, go shallow, not deep. So I went from the break in to shore rather than going out. And we just okay. kept on drilling holes. We'd fish it for 10 minutes. You know, I'd set up Noah I'd drill two holes, he'd get set up and we'd fish and then I'd move him and we, you know, we just nice. hopped good. around, you're, right? You're on program. Yeah, that's good. It was nice enough though. To your point, when the weather's yeah. nice, you can do that. You when can it's, do it. And you should. And Noah caught one. So I'm like, okay, well, it was a couple hours after we got there and we've been hunt. I was like this close to doing the big move because I, I wanted to try a different spot. And I'm like, well, if we don't kid anything here, of course... When you say that, then you catch a fish, right? So we and now, now you're locked in. We'd been there a few hours, so Noah catches this fish, which was awesome because he caught it by himself. You know, sometimes when you catch fish with kids, you know, you're you get one on and you hand them the rod. This was I was over fishing a different hole, and he, you know, oh, there's a fish. Oh, I've got him. You know, so he got it in, fully did it himself, which was awesome. Very cool. And so proud then, dad moment. Proud dad. Yes. Moment. Yes. That's he awesome. knew how to get it out of the hole, and it was awesome. He knew how to read the f- flasher enough to tell that there was a fish in the vicinity. So we set up camp because he's like, I'm hungry. I would like to eat. I'm getting a little cold. I'm like, well, we caught a fish here. This is probably our best bet because we were there for, we got there about noon, and we left about 
six thirty, we stayed through the dark, the mm-hmm. you know prime time, and then eventually went home. And we didn't catch another fish there. Oh, that's so tough. Didn't mark <sighs> another fish. I, I shouldn't yeah. say that. We marked a few fish right at right at prime time. But it was a great day. To your point, we didn't. We caught one. It was a nice fish. He thought he was very excited because a sixteen-inch walleye is still a respectable fish. Yeah, absolutely. He was excited and had a great day, and you know we got to hang out, and it was beautiful outside, and we got to get out in the ice. You know the joy of spending some time with your kiddo, where they're not glued to their phone, and they're you know you're doing something together. Those are those are treasured days. So I'm glad you're able to do that. That's super cool. And I did get the new rod out. Didn't and you're going to talk about that more when we talk about the. I did. Yeah. Yeah. But the the new rod is super sensitive. You like it? Ah, uh, yeah. That part okay. was. I'm like, ooh, I've never felt fish bites like this before. Well, I mean, you quite know, literally, get, get, it was get that me good. for my birthday then. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Although, and we'll talk about the reel. The reel. Yeah, I don't like that reel. It it's a Kumo reel. Yeah. I compare that to my Fluger president. For the money, kind of the gold standard, yeah. Fluger president, I will take every day over this Kumo reel. Really? So, you know, the handle that you crank, mm-hmm. the friction's wrong. It's on too tight or something, so when you cr- you have to crank it hard. It's really weird. Think the grease is wrong? Maybe. I don't know what it is, but my impression was like, those Fluger presidents are like butter. They are. This was not butter. This was yeah. like This was like sand. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if the the it's got bad grease. You should bring it inside and see if it is hard. Like set it in the house and warm it up and see if it if it does the same thing. I'd be curious to know. I don't know. So that was an impression that I I loved the rod, the reel. I might swap out one of my presidents and put it on a cheaper rod. Sure, the other president on this one because I think it's absolutely. Yeah. Well, once you give it to me, I'll see if I can get it to work right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Another thing we did that was brand new, and this is, I felt like this was an ode to you, Jason. We cooked on the ice. Nice. That was hot dogs. That's okay. <laughs> I heated up my gas station sandwich on the grill of the buddy heater. But I have my little buddy. So I have the littlest buddy because I'm in my cabin, otter cabin, mm-hmm. and it's a hub with the door that's shaped like a like a tortilla chip, like a Dorito, <laughs> which is really hard to get in and out of. They really want the one with the Because you're not powder. potato chip shaped? I'm not shaped like a Dorito. More more potato shaped than potato chip. Yeah, I'm potato shaped, just not potato chip shaped, yes. <laughs> but I just took a fork. I brought a fork because I ran downstairs. We were leaving, and I'm like, how am I going to hook these hot dogs over the thing? For a fork? Or did you bring the fork back? Or is your I wife going to hear this show and count her forks? No, I brought it back. She brought Because I went and said, no, get a camp fork. And he brought this long camp fork, and I'm like... Yeah, that's longer than the ice shack. That's not going <laughs> to like. It was like a wood-handled metal thing. Oh, and it good was, Lord. It was like yeah. four feet long, and I'm like, yeah, yes. I know what ones you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> and so we got a fork, and I just rested it on top of the the fork on top of the heater, and it cooked the hot dog. And That's perfect. It was beautiful. It was good. Yeah. Warm. So I thought of you, because versus a sandwich, it was a warm food item. No, I we completely lived off the gas station world when we on our trip. We didn't pack much. Yeah, so that was the trip. I did catch the fish, the perch talker, the pink and red perch talker. So the drop chain. Uh huh. 
with the little glow beads on top of it and that glitter yeah. a bit. I gotta get some of those. They're really good. I've had. I gotta really get good some luck. of those. I don't own one. Not one. I, Where do you buy those things at? The they're kind of hard to find, to be honest. Once you find me a couple, I'll buy them from you. I think there's some on Amazon. I think we have one. All right. Them, I'll, look but, on Am- I'll look on Amazon. But they're not something that you're going to see all over the place. They're pretty rare. Kind of a localized type. Aren't they out of... Don't they make them in Baudet? Well, I think they're Clam or... or Who makes Are them? Are they? You should know this. It's like one of your favorite. That oh, and the Frosty I, Spoon are your two favorite. Lindy. It's made by Lindy. Sorry. Oh, is it? Lindy. Okay. Yeah, the Lindy Perch Talker. Well, then they're not probably made in Baudet. No, but they're pink. So it's a Lindy, huh? Okay. It's a Lindy. The color I've used is pink and glow. Well, oh, yeah, there it is, Lindy. They're at Walmart. And and we learned about these. I think this is a Red Lake thing that trained me on these drop chains and this idea that you have a lure and then a drop. Red Lake or Devil's Lake? Devil's Lake. Sorry, I said Red Lake. Yeah, yeah Devil's that's what Lake. I thought. Yeah, Devil's I Lake agree. had the drop chain. That was where the drop chain came from. But something about having the bait and then a space and then your your live bait at the bottom seems to really work, especially when they're light or finicky. You know, that's why you want to have that dead stick. I think in a shack too, while you're you're jigging, and you have a dead stick or a tip up right outside or something to call them in. And then if they're not looking for something crazy active, you can you can hit them that way. Yeah, the perch talker does have a little noise to it though, because those beads and things kind of clang together. Not super loud, but a little bit loud. Well, should we move into the uh, ice fishing show, Jeff? Yeah, I think we're going to cover that with with uh, Ryan on the interview, right? Ryan is joining us for that tonight. We have a special guest with us, Ryan Mead, who's actually my cousin, who went to the St. Paul ice fishing show this past weekend, and he's yes. going to help talk about it with Jeff. And walk us through all the awesome stuff he saw and things that were of interest because I wasn't there. And Ryan texted me, said he was there. And I'm like, awesome. I've got an assignment for you. (laughs) So Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank thank you. Thank you so much for going to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you try to go, try to get out there every year, you know, it's, um, the, the, uh, ice fishing has not been like a, a real love of mine growing up, but I, over the last probably 15 years or so, it's really kind of taken off for me. So, um, and my father-in-law really loves the show. So we try to get down there uh, once a year, but lots of really cool stuff. So what's the first thing that caught your eye and you're like, holy cow, this is cool. It's, it's not a, not a real shock in my immediate family that I love hummingbird, um, the fish finder uh, and stuff. And I've been really like trying to save my pennies and, and go after, um, one that I can use interchangeably um, okay. with, with water and ice. And so uh, Hummingbird came out with this um, this ice kind of product. It, it's brand new. It's the Helix 9 uh, MSI GPS for, uh, G4N, but it's a, a mega, it's a bundle. So, but the really cool thing about this one is the transducer is kind of a big old stick that you stick down only a couple of feet under the water and it will give you like a 30 yard all the way 360 view of what's around yeah so t- tell us more about this i'm it, it's uh so the screen is the nine inch one um i asked about like the the seven because i really kind of was looking at the seven but it didn't come this that bundle uh, in the seven, but it's a, so it's a nine and it basically has all the bells and whistles that the, 
the one that has the uh i forget all the acronyms but the the down and the side views um but this this kind of technology i had not seen before it's not like a regular you know uh like vexlar where you just have that little like a little bomb transducer that you flop down this one it has that but it also has this this like it, it sort of looks like a trolling motor like on the front of the boat quick screen share and i'll show you what i'm talking about oh yeah Absolutely. do a screen share yeah let's yeah. do that because uh, I don't know any of the acronyms and all that stuff, so yeah, um, they don't make they don't make it easy either. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I just you know I, I do know that if you if you go after the one that you want the the down in the side views, it's two the two separate ones, and that's all I know. I don't know any of the um, the actual acronyms or whatever. This is what it is. No, this is the thing that's brand new that I've never seen before. This this guy here. Wow. Yeah, that's the Mega Live, dude. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, so this isn't a brand new product. It is br- the uh, stick thing. I think the stick thing is because the, because this one. And if we had more time, I'd jump on YouTube. I'm sure they got a video. But the guy, the rep, showed me. Um, and on your nine inch, you literally can see. And he showed me a live school of crappies. Yeah, like 30, thirty yards away. Yeah, yeah, you've got so, the, yeah. yeah, you just you've pick got up the and thing. walk over there. Yeah, and I know you know uh, out at Lake of the Woods uh, with Uncle Ron and stuff. Mark had something like that. It was kind of when it first came out. Though. Yep, he had the Garmin Live Scope, mm-hmm. and and that Ron bought one too. Ron's got one as well. Yeah, yeah. and now you've got the Mega Live. You're you guys are my new fishing buddies. Jeff, Hold on, no, 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 I didn't get it. I didn't. This is the one thing I I didn't pull the trigger. Oh, out. I thought you. Yeah. I, I thought it was sitting in your house. God, I would love to. No, no. Okay. I'm like I'm going to Black tomorrow. If you want to come with, <laughs> yeah, I, I I've got my eyes on it, but you know, it's yeah. it's a little bit too rich for my blood at this point. But so this really impressed cool. you. The Mega yeah, Live really impressed absolutely. you. Absolutely, it really did. It really did. And I just like you know, I like hummingbird just in general. Um, I like it because I can use this in my boat. And I know you can yeah. use those other products in your boat too, but I mean, my Helix that I have, it's a little smaller. It's the prior generation. It doesn't do yeah. the, the, what this does, but um, I take it off my boat and put it in my ice house or in my, you know, caddy in the winter too. So sure. yeah, but yeah. not nearly as cool as that. <laughs> yeah. I, I was pretty, I was pretty excited to see that. So that, that honestly, like <clears throat> when, when I walked downstairs, Hummingbird was pretty much well. There's clam, and then hummingbird is kind of right there, and so mm-hmm. that literally was kind of my first stop, you know. Um, but otherwise, I don't know, Jay. I mean, uh, it you know it was it was not too crowded. I went on Saturday. Um, it was cold, but that you know that shouldn't deter anybody away. Um, yeah, it's a nice fishing show. The problem was is the wild <laughs> the wild exactly the wild played uh, at the same time that I was there. So all oh, the day game. Uh, day game so i had to i had to park about seventeen thousand miles away <laughs> but that's a that's pretty far um but uh other other than that like it was you know it wasn't elbow to elbow um i was able to stop and, and really kind of talk to reps and not have to sit and wait in line or all that stuff um so yeah it was really cool like i uh i found a, an organization um that this isn't new that really focus on veterans and uh, providing outdoor experiences mm-hmm. and uh, sending them to like uh, resorts for ice fishing trips and stuff like that. So I, uh, I talked to a guy there for a little bit and that was really kind of cool to Very see cool. that there's products or uh, organizations out there 
that do mm-hmm. that. So, do you remember the name of the organization? Um, yeah, in fact, I do. I do because I I signed up just to kind of be just kind of uh, do a little bit of donating here and there if I okay. can. It's called um, Hometown Hero Outdoors. Okay, oh, that's a new. One. Yeah, I haven't heard of them. Okay, Hometown um, I, Hero Outdoors. Very cool. Yep, Hometown Hero Outdoors, and it's. Um, yeah, if you guys want to check it out, it's it's that their name.org. And uh, you know, um I, I was really impressed, you know. So cool. But uh Jeff, what do you think? I mean, uh, so you went on Sunday, right? I did go, go on Sunday. Yep. I was gonna okay. go on Saturday, but um life gets in the way sometimes, you know. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. there's a little bit going on in my house right now. So I got mm. out Sunday, which I was kind of excited. I got there Sunday morning and it was pretty quiet. Mm. Uh, there's people there but it was like you said i've been there before on a saturday where Mm -hmm. like you were like crammed in there you felt like you could barely move and yeah and and it wasn't like that there was there was space um Mm -hmm. i could go talk to people generally who i wanted to talk to so it it was a nice Mm -hmm. morning i got a cup of coffee an okay cup of coffee yeah yeah i mean it's roy wilkins right it was (laughs) well you know i pulled one of those I put my coffee and my creamer and my Yeti and was ready to go. And I get down the freeway and I'm like, oh, that coffee sounds really good. Oh, that's right. It's still sitting at home. Oh, <laughs> oh that's the worst. Absolutely. That is worst. the worst. So, Absolutely. So I got some substandard coffee and some mini donuts because those, like yeah, you know? those are good donuts. Yeah, those are good. And I went solo, which sometimes like last year when we went, Jason was there because he did mm-hmm. the f- defect on me and yeah, oh you showed up oh okay. yeah, that was great. Yeah. wow and that's, that's fantastic and, and and we had like probably another half dozen at least people that we know pretty well and fish with that just mm-hmm. we didn't coordinate with them but they just happened to be there at the same mm-hmm. time and sure it, it was really fun but this year i went solo and one nice thing about going solo is you can kind of just go where you want move at your own mm-hmm. pace yeah and and that was kind of nice and it so i I went through pretty well. And I know a few people, you know, we stopped by the red door cause that's mm-hmm. where I usually go. And a mm-hmm. um, couple other vendors that I know. Um, and I was really, I wasn't going to buy anything. I'm like, I'm going to be good today. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to look, go to the seminars, right? Cause the seminars mm-hmm. are where you learn everything. Jason's taught me that. Oh yeah. He's, you gotta go to yeah. the seminars. I, I didn't get to many seminars because I, I still had kind of a tight time frame, even though mm-hmm. I was there in the morning by myself. So I couldn't mm-hmm. stay for some of them. I attended one, mm-hmm. but I, I think I really wanted a new fishing rod. I was trying to focus my capital improvements on finding things that are closer to the fish. Cause sometimes I buy gadgets and stuff and they're cool, but they're not necessarily things that will help me catch fish. So mm-hmm. Looked around. I was looking for a custom rod. Checked out a few of the places. One booth I stopped by, it was really cool. They had a custom rod. And the going price seems to be about $130 for a custom rod. Yeah. That's about, I mean, like, not everybody was the same price. But um, that was about the price point I looked at. But the cool part was this rod had, like, spring eyelets. I'd never seen this before. They kind of would like, you could, he said you could flick them. So if you got your eyelet frozen, you could like mm. flick the eyelet and it would break the ice off. Mm. It seemed kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, I didn't end up getting that one because I always like to, when you're at the show, the nice thing is everybody's there. So I like mm-hmm. to 
you know, I'm looking for custom rod. I want to check some out. And so you check yeah. out a few of them. They're all there, right? That's the benefit of being a show. So ultimately I ended up getting a tuna custom rod when I was there. So I was probably, yeah, I did. I got a brand Good new fishing rod. So that was kind of the big thing I did. And I got the 30 inch precision is what it's called. They have the nice thing about tuna custom rods and they don't sponsor us or anything. It's just mm-hmm. what I, what I found is they, um, I don't know. They just had a really good booth. It seemed I've heard their pot. They have a podcast too. The, so oh, okay. heard them a little bit. And mm-hmm. I just liked the, it seemed like the right thing that fit me. And, um, and it was 15% off. So, yeah. you know, they, but everybody had a deal to be honest. Everybody had a little bit of a deal when we were there, whether it was so that they were like one thirty price point, but then they gave you 15% off for being at the show. So, mm-hmm. so I got that as a 30 inch precision, but they have kind of, Nice thing, their rod line is they, and if you go to their website, you can see this, but they have, I think, six or eight kind of ice fishing rods that they have. But then they have a guide and it kind of shows you, like, if you're a pan fisherman, mm, this is the nice. kind of rod, you know, and it's a little more noodly rod. And then they have ones for, like, if you're a lake trout fisherman, this is the rod for you. So they kind of had a rod that fit into each purpose, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I, I like that because it wasn't, Sometimes I look at rods and I'm like, I don't know which one I want. And they're like, well, what do you fish for? What do you do? And I'm like, well, I fish for walleyes a lot, but I fish for everything. But today I was like walleye rod. Um, I fish on Mille Lacs a lot. Like this 30 inch precision would work well. So that's yeah. what I got. Cool. And I paired that with a Akuma reel, a C10 mm. Akuma reel. Um, I haven't used an Akuma reel before, but it also was 15% off. So nice. it came with, <laughs> you know, I'm I don't like, know well, Jeff's price point, 15% off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it all kind of went together. And uh, today I actually strung it up because I'm going to get out on the lake tomorrow. Then you get into line. You're like, okay, so I got this rod. I got this new reel with line. So I bought some Suffix 832 ice braid that I'm going to put on there, four pound test. And then I usually pair that with, a small swivel and some some uh floral carbon with a snap hook and a lure so that's my plan jeff's the planner of the group i see that (laughs) i mean and then so i'm like i got line check yes i've got a lure or i'm with somebody that has a lure (laughs) check (laughs) so so then I, i i have all this and the other thing it's always a challenge. So you get this rod and all the, most of the custom rods don't come with real seats, right? That's not mm-hmm. usually that's just a really nice cork and you attach your reel onto it. And I'm like, okay, what's the deal? You know, how do I do this? And Electrical tape. Well, no, actually you're wrong. Blue painters tape, if that's what you have. <laughs> Blue painters. <laughs> well, anything yeah. will work, but we've been through this, Jason, and we've tried these, I those, know. those rubber bands. Mm-hmm. So they actually went away from those. And I've had mixed feelings about those. Some people say you put four on there, two on each side. But mm-hmm. I've kind of fished with those rubber bands, and it felt like my reel was going to fall off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had that experience, Jason. Remember we – no? No, I don't like them. I just yeah. tape them. Oh, yeah. Now I'm back to tape and everything. Yes. Okay, that was my Ryan, do you do you use any of that stuff at all? No. I mean, zip, zip ties every once in a while. Um, okay. But uh, – it, it really just depends. You know, a lot of the, the rods that I get will will have something to kind of sure. put it in. I don't get the, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot, of, many of the custom ones, so they, they're pretty generic. 
So um, they so they'll they'll kind of screw in or whatever, but otherwise I'll I'll use the uh, uh, zip ties. I, I haven't okay. really used the rubber bands before. Yeah, not a fan. I don't think Jason is either. Okay. I'm not. But I don't use. I got a new way now. The tuned up custom guy told me they use this self fusing silicon tape. Mm. It's by it's called Stretch and Seal. It's made by Nashua. So that's what I used which is it doesn't leave a residue on your fancy mm. cork, right? Because you nice. bought this fancy rod and it it's what he used. And that's what I tried it on there. So I got clear and put it on there. We'll see how it works. It seems like it's good so oh. far, but went to Home Depot and that's what I used or painter's tape. But this is what they suggested. And <laughs> I'm going to no, try I, it out. You know, I was joking about the painter's tape, but if you take a strip of painter's tape and then put your electrical tape over the top of that, then it doesn't get on your cork. You so go. this stretch and seal tape doesn't get on your cork. Um, it was about eight bucks at Home Depot. I had to go to Home Depot. And so what's the it. final out the door cost on that custom rod, the line, the, the things, real. the trip to Home Depot, the real? Okay, so you all want the, you all the accoutrements. The rod Are you trying to get me in trouble when my wife 50, listens to this? 50, uh, and uh, please add, Jeff, please add the 55 cents for per mile. That you're yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and please add that in there, too. I mean, can you put a price on happiness? <laughs> no, exactly. So we want answers, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we'll leave it at that. That's probably okay. Yeah. No. Okay, okay. His it wife was actually pretty reasonable. Show, Ryan. So, so okay, when I was okay. at the show, <laughs> I walked out of there, tax and everything, um, about $160 for the rod and reel. Okay. So I mean it was a nice yeah. rod, and and you'll have that for years, though. Absolutely. I don't want to give the impression that I have like a vault full of really fancy mm-hmm. rods. This is by far the most expensive mm-hmm. one I've ever bought. It mm-hmm. is, I was a, I wanted to focus my capital improvements on a nice rod this year. So that that's yeah, yeah. good for you. I'm that's I think that's great. So really Ryan, do. what what else stuck out to you? Well, <clears throat> I have uh, a couple of other little products too that, that I found. Um, Clam came out with a stoplight bobber. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, I, I, yeah. Tell me more about that. It's, it's I, pretty, that, that's pretty cool too. So it's like a, it's got a six inch kind of fiber optics uh, stem and you plop it in and it turns green. And, and for you and I, folks who are colorblind, we're kind of screwed, but I will tell you that, uh, you know, the, the top of it, it so it turns green and then uh, when a fish bites, it'll turn red and it'll, it, you know, it'll go down it'll turn red in and we'll i i can even see the difference jason between okay. the green and the red because it's uh i go by shades and so it, it's very clear the difference but so whether you're colorblind or, or any other disability you could you can use this one with uh with these but i thought that was kind of cool um so i just picked one up to see you know the people use the foam ones but when it's nighttime you can't see the foam yeah and so not that I do a lot of night fishing, but uh, if I ever, you know, want a dead stick or whatever, and I, I throw a couple bobbers on, you know, it, it's it's a little bit like like a tip up if, as long as you're close to it, you know, and can sure. see. And it's a, a nice night too, you know, well, doesn't hurt. Even in a shack, that would really grab your attention. Big time. You know, yeah. so like if you've got mm-hmm. just a foam bobber and it goes slowly, like I've looked over and I go, holy crap, that thing's <laughs> under the water. You know, it's just... Yeah. Like a couple inches yeah. below the water, and yeah. you're like, "Wait a minute, that's you know," and you set try mm. to set the hook. So that's mm-hmm. cool because that would that would really grab yeah. get the old heart going. 
I love it. Is it a traditional slip bobber? Um, here, well, so the audience obviously. Ooh, can't I see like it. it. But it's this is what it is, and it did take it. It takes a three volt battery that came okay. with it, um, and then you just plug it in, and then you you hit the water, and the and the top here turns green, um, and then when the fish is on, you could see here's the red the red ones start blinking. Okay, so they they don't just turn on; they start blinking too. Oh, wow. so how tall it is! That's it, like it would stick yeah. way above the hole too. Yep. And so, yeah, so it's six inches. So yeah, you've got, you got the water about right here normally. And, and however, you know, depending on the depth of the hole, you know, 18 inches, 20 inches or whatever, you could still see the glow of it too. If you're, if you're sitting back, you know, from mm -hmm. your hole. So I thought it was pretty cool. It's a little spendy. I mean, I think I got it uh, at the show for a show price for like 15 bucks and okay. Cabela's Cabela's has it right here for oh for for 19.99 so not too okay so I you mean, save money i save money it, it's spend i mean for a bobber it's spendy but if you just for you know for yeah. for fun you know having that having that in your uh toolbox isn't, isn't so bad. you can use that for summer fishing too though you right? could yeah i i can't i don't see why you couldn't yeah i don't see why you couldn't um in fact, you know, even reading the description, it does say, it, it does say that you can do it, obviously, uh, during the day if it's overcast, and then at night. But yeah, ice, ice and, and uh, open water. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I like it. That's a good find. Absolutely. And then real quickly, like the, I, I found this, you know, because, you know, I, I listen to your guys' show. And I think it's really cool for... Awesome for uh like your your followers or your your fans or wh however you guys address them um you guys talk about lures you talk about you know um line you talk about you just talk about the fundamentals and and i think you know a, as a as an outdoorsman and, and like a true like just kind of a sportsman i really appreciate like being able to listen to regular guys you know like like me who you know we struggle through you know, life, I mean, we, we do okay, but we don't have, you know, disposable income to just yeah buy all the stuff. And so you guys really, you talk about nice gear, but you also talk about like gear that's, that's affordable. When I talked to you, uh, Jay, when I got there and found out that you had left uh, Jeff out to dry, um, <laughs> I, uh, he did, he did. Yeah. Uh, he felt know. a little guilty. I could tell he was like, he yeah. was a little guilty, but he you still know, went. When Ryan, when I knew Ryan was there and he's willing to come on the show, my guilt just evaporated. <laughs> just gone. Yeah, like that's why I'm here. I got a guy. I got a guy on the inside. I was so yeah. excited about that. No. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> so the uh, so anyway, uh, all that to say, um, I have this this lure that I want to check out. Um, uh, it's called uh, micro LED or no micro LED. I'm sorry, spoon. Um, it has a you know when the, the glow in the dark ones where you have the little tool that you you push the thing in and then you can interchange them it's the same concept but this one also uh it also blinks red underwater okay cool and so it, it it's just kind of a cool thing um i really like i got a i got the the uh eighth uh inch one and uh or eighth ounce you know, especially in the Lake of the Woods, and I know you guys try to get a trip in there uh, every mm -hmm. year over on the Canada side. Um, on a good year when we're really lucky, it yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. This might be a well, good year. Who knows? But who knows? Well, and and you know, with the borders kind of being sketchy mm-hmm. and stuff, it's kind of hard to tell. But um, but we we use a lot of that kind of stuff up there. We do, and um, you know, I think that uh, I had that in mind when I when I picked this up, and and I think it was like four bucks or something. It wasn't horrible, mm-hmm. but uh, I just thought I'd I, I thought I'd uh, bring that one up too. It's for the for people who, you know, shop at Fleet Farmer, you know, f- uh, who are around Minnesota here and um and, and some of the other uh, and just kind of geek out in the aisles, you know, right. looking at all the there's so many. Oh and, yeah. Uh, to have a name that can actually look for one that, you know, I don't know if it's uh if it's going to be great, you know, right. I can come on the show next next year and say yeah, definitely get that micro LED. <laughs> well, what's the brand on that, Ryan? Um, I'll look at it. I'll look it up here. Um, it didn't, it didn't really say. And is it, um, is this a fish daddy lure possibly? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a fish daddy. Okay. Nice one. Thank you. You you were so good at describing it. I'm like, I wonder if he's talking about the fish daddy lure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and obviously like I, I use like a lot of Northland products and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so I've never really used this uh from this uh company and so i think that really kind of also it, it was unusual to me i hadn't seen them before which doesn't he's a minnesota company okay right? jeff he's yes. out of the yep st paul minneapolis area if i'm not great mistaken. well we, we had him on i think season one maybe or season two he's been on the show so andy awesome. from fish daddy so but yeah we i have a few of his lures but you know what i love about those kind of lures it's something different it's not necessarily mm-hmm. something you can buy in the store. I think there's some stores he does sell them in, but you know, like your point, like I don't think they're a fleet farm. But the cool thing is if you go to Lake of the Woods with all your other family members and you show up with that and you catch fish, I mean, that's mm-hmm. like legendary. That's so mm-hmm. worth like mm-hmm. the chance of it working out, right? I mean, yeah. make sure yeah. you catch more fish than Jason. That's important. That's <laughs> <laughs> not hard. <laughs> it's well, we've had dual. We've had duels in the past. It's oh, been yeah. a lot of fun up there. Yeah. It's always fun. It's always yeah. fun. But... It is, and yeah, I also went solo too, uh, Jeff. And it, yeah. it, I mean, I, I was going to meet my my father in law there. Um, it didn't work out, but we. But yeah, it, like to your point, it was kind of nice to just shift back and forth and kind of just uh, hang out. No, you know, I've got a four year old now, and and have you know that tug it on your, on your coat pocket and, and doing all that. And this time you can just kind of, I really liked it actually going, going solo, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I love my kids and I love doing things with them, but every now and then it's nice just to oh, yeah. blow through something, do what you want to do and not mm-hmm. have a lot of attachments. So Absolutely. Well, and you yeah. can stand there and read through something uh, like the hummingbird. You're able to sit there mm-hmm. and, and take a look at it and geek out on it and decide, okay, yep. I got to put that on my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. and see see if somebody won the lot. I, I think it's important, Ryan, to always maintain a very healthy list because okay. you never know when somebody that you know, not me, but someone might win the lot might win the lottery and be going, okay, what okay. do people want? What do they need? Yeah, and you want you're ahead of the game if you got a list. I like that, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Good feedback. A little advice. A little advice. Yeah. Just, you know, I know All I right. have one. So mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> I don't keep a list. I guess I'll just have don't to do you? a shopping spree. No, I don't know. <laughs> I have a list for a lot, a, a lot of things. Not necessarily though for uh, for for gear, but that's a good <laughs> idea. I like it. 
So Jeff, how about you? Anything else that stuck out to you this time that was new or different or two things? I think I talked about this, this uh, fishing rod and reel combo that we talked about. I have a picture of it. I should have shown you guys. I feel like Ryan was doing such a good job of showing it and I forgot to show. So I'll have to, let me share a picture really quick. So you can see here, um, this is the combo. If you can see that. Okay. So it's, there's the reel, there's the ice braid, there's that stretch and seal stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tape, and then there's the rod there. So, I mean, I just took a picture of it. It doesn't really look like much. It's just a fishing rod, but it's yeah. a good one. So. Cool. All right. So there's nice. one other things I want to talk about. I just wanted to share that with you. So that's what that looks like. So people can see that. And then there's one other thing. So if we go down here, have you ever seen one of these? The Sherp? Oh, the Sherp. They we, Sherp. Wow. We drove out in a, a bombardier when we were out at... Uh, uh, when the one year we couldn't get into the Canada, Ron and okay. I went, went up to the the tippy tippy top of Minnesota. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, Northwest Angle. Uh, yes, yep, yeah, Northwest Angle. And and cool. uh, yeah, we went out and those are beasts. But I have not seen this one before. So this is like a resort or a some kind of guide service had this, and you could they'd take you out right. Like, well, I guess the numbers on here, trolling to whatever hotmail.com so yeah that's that's the shirt that's what i saw that was interesting although yeah jason i still think the snow bear is superior because you cannot fish out of this I'm telling you i know you got to get out of that thing you got to put a coat on yep the snow bear you're you don't you don't even you wear a sweatshirt mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it's, it's still, i would still list. go tr- try it once right i would yeah. go out there and try it once but Ryan, I, if you get a snow bear opportunity, I would highly recommend okay. it. Awesome. I will. Thank you. I think I've been to about, I went to three ice shows. So some of the things we'd already talked about on the show that, you know, I mean, clam was there. They have some nice ice shacks, mm-hmm. you know, all the usual suspects. I mean, they're great stuff. Um, it just wasn't like sticking out as an event to me versus like the Sherp was not something I had seen anywhere else. Ryan, anything else? Any wrapping up comments on the ice show? No, I mean, not really. You know, they, they do a really good job with um, with getting people in and out of there. You know, they've got that security stop. Um, and they, they do a good job with kind of leaving people alone. I mean, they'll do their checks and stuff. Um, but I thought it was really well run. Um, I, and often, I've never had a real bad experience there. Yeah. But, but I did. I really enjoyed just uh, kind of taking my time. And the fact, I mean, it was busy, but it wasn't terrible. Um, and just being able to talk to some of the you know dealers and and um you know that that um that charity that was that you know with the veteran i mean it was just really fun otherwise yeah no i just uh that that was those things that i that i mentioned were stood out to me but otherwise it was just a real fun time very cool very cool well jeff any closing thoughts on the show um you know that hummingbird uh set up um, i think it's called is it called live scope is that the right thing i think it's mega live mega live the helix nine with a mega live um you know anybody willing to if they need us to do some field testing yeah can send it in <laughs> we'll bring ryan with yeah. i am yes. fully on board i hope so <laughs> oh yeah yeah you brought it up it's finder's so, fee so at least finder's fee so i mean it, you know if somebody <laughs> needs us to test that out we can do that but yeah i, I think that was the show was great if you want a deal on ice fishing stuff, actually the deals are pretty good there. I don't think you yeah. find better deals all year. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe at the end of the season when you 
aren't going to use it anymore or something. But mm-hmm. I, I really think if you're looking for something like my rod was 15% off, or if you're looking for something niche, like, um, you know, maybe something a little like the LED um, fishing lures, right. That you talked about, mm-hmm. I, that's the place to go to find that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I always think Ryan, like what, what would have grandpa thought about that mega live Bl- blown his mind? I think. Yeah. He would have just shook his head and walked away. You know, just for like, what, what the hell is this? You know, we don't need this crap. But and, you know, he was it, using the old, the old green box. I remember fishing yeah, with oh him. Yeah. He'd use the old green box. And yeah, it was, it was always interesting as a kid watching him use that. And you're like, what are you even looking at? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. How do you even know what's what? And he could mm-hmm. read that thing. It was mm-hmm. amazing. What, what was the, uh, maybe this is too far, but the neighbor, who was the neighbor guy? I remember we were up there once. And he was, he lived in like a cabin or something, like a small Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd. Lloyd. I just remember we were up there once and he was going out fishing and he goes out there. I mean, they looked like ice fishing rods almost. He went fishing with these rods. They were fiberglass rods and they were like, I don't know, 36 inches. I, I don't know. They were very much shorter than any rod you'd use for open water fishing. And they looked like they could land sharks. I mean, they were like so thick. I mean, they were like, <laughs> would you feel that? That, that old bird can catch fish, like, though. He can yeah, I know. Fish. You know, he was a guide. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Back in the day. Yeah, he guided all over. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. But Perfect. I don't know why that memory yeah. sticks with me. I remember we were up there, and yeah. he went out fishing in a – he had these rods there. I mean, and again, we don't have usually have super fancy stuff, but this was nothing I'd ever seen before. So. Was it a, were they bamboo rods? They weren't bamboo because no. bamboo rods are massive. Like those are really big. You're talking sh- about like little guys. Go ahead. They're short fiberglass rods. So just like just like little like panfish rods, probably. Right? But they were thick. So it's like if you took like a, a heavy duty pike rod and oh, okay. you cut off cut it in half. the bottom, yeah, and just use the top half. Gotcha. But super stiff, like no, there was the rod was not bending. There was no so feel unless, <laughs> unless you caught the boat next to you. How on earth would he pull in fifteen to twenty panfish then? Like every time he went out, how could well, you feel it? But they, what those guys did, and Grandpa did this too, Ryan, is they always had their finger on the line. Mm-hmm. They always had their finger on the line, That's true. and they would feel they would feel it through their the line on their finger, not they through the tip the of the rod. They keep the bail open. Too. They fished with the bail yeah. open and their finger on the line, and they they'd use that sensitivity. That's how yeah. they did it. That's right. I forgot about. That. And I could never do that because I didn't pay enough attention before I I'd forget <laughs> that mm-hmm. my finger was on the line. And next thing you know, <laughs> there I am. Sorry, I let us down that rabbit hole. I don't know why that memory always stuck with me. I no, remember sitting there and watching uh, him go out and going. It, you know, he caught fish, and we looked like fools with our six yep. foot graphite rods. But sure. You know, yeah. it, <laughs> Well, no, and I, I actually appreciate that that little memory because Lloyd Lloyd was a, kind of a staple on Rush Lake for for us. So you know, we always you know he he was kind of a crazy crazy old guy, but he was really kind, and yeah. um, you know he kept to himself, and but he was really generous, and uh, I always had good interactions with him. So yeah, I mean he passed probably 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time, yeah, it's but, been it's been a while now, but yeah, yeah he was a good egg. He was just mm-hmm. such a character. Okay, so now, so now we need a real legend. I got us down a rabbit hole. Well, here, that was but... <laughs> Lloyd, well, Lloyd. I wish we had more Lloyd. I mean, because Lloyd was a legend, but Ryan has prepared. I have some, so, an ice fishing legend for us tonight. Yeah. So, 
in that theme, you know, it's a perfect segue because I, uh, in, in when we did that podcast at Lake of the Woods, um, I, I mentioned it a little bit, but I'm going to, I'll be a little bit more in depth. I went spearing with grandpa. Um, it was the only time I ever went spearing in my entire life. And I've been fishing with grandpa a million times, but o- mostly open water. But this was a, mm-hmm. a very, very unique. And I was, I think I was, I talked to my mom about it and we kind of, I think I was around nine, nine or 10. Okay. So he, he lugged me out there. It was just he and I uh, into his dark, ho- uh, dark house. And um, he took his chainsaw out, cut a big, big old square wow. out of the, just right out of the ice, had, had a couple of picks. And grandpa, you know, he wasn't a, a real tall guy, but he was a bull. You yeah. know, he was a monster. And uh, so he just threw that chunk of ice out and then we slid the slid the dark house over it. And and we sat and and really it was, uh, you know, kind of in the weeds. Uh, Jason, you know, if you, you you pull out of the the dock there, you go to the right, you kind of sit in the weeds right there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of yeah. where we were. <laughs> and, um, and, and maybe five, six feet. Of, of water with some, you know, with some vegetation down there. And it was super clear, you know, uh, you could see the bottom, you can see all, all around and you stick a great big, uh, like sucker minnow down there. Um, just kind of have it swimming around on a hook. And the goal, the goal obviously is to, to spear big northerns or, I mean, I guess guys can spear whatever they want, but, and we got, we got into them and, wow. and I, I missed. I missed all of them, all of mine, <laughs> you know, but you know, at, at 10 years old, I mean, I was just, yeah. I didn't know what the heck was going on, but he, you know, he would coach me. It's like, okay, you stick the spear, you know, just the tip in the, in the water and that's it. And you just hold steady, hold steady, hold steady. And, and you know, it's, it's almost like shooting my first deer again. Wow. You know, your heart's just like going a thousand miles an hour and, and yeah, I, I missed everyone. I mean, we did, we, thanks to grandpa, we ended up pulling, you know, I think, five um and, and i know I, it was a long time ago but I, I i can't imagine any of them were under 30 inches wow um because they were all well, they were massive to me back then but it, it was just you know, you know i i even remember a conversation in there you know um i mean grandpa has always been uh, he's always been for me you know my my number one male role model and um you know i lobbed on to everything that he said mm-hmm. in full of wisdom, as you know, Jason. And absolutely. Um, well, we just, you know, he was just such a good conversationalist. Never, he never talked about his time at the war, but everything else was open, um, was free reign. And, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just a lot of life lessons just in that, you know, half a day that I spent with him. Uh, I'll just, you know, at 48 now, like I'll, I'll, I still remember, you know, not like it was yesterday, but I remember a lot about that that day that's um, cool yeah yeah and and yeah my, my only regret is you know and, and it's not really regret but I, I wish i had more of those stories to to share you know we, we had plenty of you know our, our other another cousin john and uh he and i would spend two three weeks of summer up there so we'd do a lot of fishing with them <clears throat> which was invaluable as well but um this was the this was the one that really sticks out the most for me that's cool uh, and, and, you know, we've got other ones like Lake of the Woods. You know, we always one of somebody ties into a big northern every every year. Yeah. One of us does, you know. Um, and so there's lots of stories. It's just if you if you have 
you know, and I'm just talking to whoever, if you have like an, if you have an in uh, or, or you don't, you know, like just go out and try, you know, go out and go out and give it a shot. If you have the right equipment or, you know, somebody that does, and you're just, you're, you're just, you're interested, but you, you're not quite sure, check it out, you know, like go, go, ice, go into a, just go into a shelter and, and fish that way first. You know, um, you don't have to be moving around, you know, with Uncle Ron, you know, with his undiagnosed ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> I formally have diagnosed him, by the way. Um, <laughs> you have the credentials. To I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, you know, he's moving every 20 minutes, yeah. you know, and, and he's not moving. The whole gang is moving. <laughs> the whole crew. Yeah. You know, we got four houses and 30 holes and. Um, but you know, it, it's just, just give it a shot. You know, it's a, it's a fun time. I mean, um, if you live in Minnesota, especially, you know, you're, you should be used to the cold and you just get the right gear and, uh, and, and give it a shot. It's just like, uh, it's, it's really produced a lot of real fun, fun memories for me. Ryan, I, I really want to thank you for sharing your story and, and helping me out at the, yeah. at the ice show this year. And I think I'll go next year unless you know, unless, unless there's you know, a red lake trip instead, as, as most of our listeners know, I, I live in Iowa. So if I'm going North and the lakes are frozen, it's yeah. really tough yeah. to like yeah. ah, go uh, shopping instead of fishing. So yeah. I hope, I hope uh, I'm forgiven. Well, I'll we'll tell see. you what, you know, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I actually, you know, as much as I had, you know, a fun time at the show, I was actually envious on the phone talking with you. You know, like I would, yeah, uh, I think I probably would have rather have been yanking walleyes out of red. Did you guys, hey, did you guys do okay? I mean, did you guys? Uh, we, how, I brought home a limit. Good. Good. That's what I'm going to say. I brought home a limit. <laughs> well, I know, I, I know better to not ask any more questions. So. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. No, thank you guys. Well, we really want to thank Ryan for being on the show with us tonight. And uh, thanks for listening and tight lines. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.